0: What is up? Uh, Welcome back to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. It's the host of the podcast, Dallas. I'm so glad to have you on again. Um, I haven't really thought this episode all the way through. You know, this is going to be kind of like um, more abstract episodes than the rest of the episodes and kind of more off the head to the stories. I mean, the ideas aren't completely structured out, but I think nonetheless, this is super important. I'm so about... Why you shouldn't dress up to impress people, why you shouldn't dress up for attention, why you shouldn't dress up to get girls or whatever it is. Don't get me wrong, you should dress up, but but the place it comes from is different. Um, and I want to say that, like, I work at a casino, right? Um, and a lot of people try to use things in order to make their ends meet socially. Uh, and that's why I think this episode is important, because I see it most often used as a device uh to get the results that we want out of society clothes, jewelry, even money um, Owen Cook has this like this, this saying he always says like if you got a fancy Lamborghini today you'd probably just be the annoying guy at the club or at the bar or wherever the hell saying hey come back like you're trying to drag you back to your Lamborghini in order to validate yourself in order to gain social status And that's something that has never worked. And so I want to bring this up because you know me growing up as an introvert, there was definitely times in my life where, and if, if you haven't already, um, the site's not up yet, but just try it. Uh, go to www.socialskillsfordummies.com/slash-seven-steps. www.socialskillsfordummies.com/slash-seven-steps. If you want to learn the seven steps that you can do anywhere to actually explode your social skills by removing the trauma and the surface that's blocking you from actually a, a exhibiting the skills you have in the first place. But uh, yeah, being younger, you know, I definitely grew up in. A mental realm where I felt like you know a lot of my social standing was coming from you know economics. You know I grew up super poor, man. I grew up you know um, in a family where there was me and um, my four other brothers that my parents had very young, and so there were points in my life where you know I fit in with the society that was around me, uh, and was just slightly less than. You know um, I remember back in middle school, like all the kids around me they had all the brand clothes. I remember. American Eagle, Air and and um and uh, uh, Hollister were big brands, and I remember begging my parents like back in you know back in Maryland as a little kid like I want the Aeropostal, I want the Hollister, like because I want to fit in. Like I was such a quiet and nervous kid, like I felt like that would give me a layer of armor, that would give me a layer of confidence, that would give me a leg up on the competition. And if you were super exotic and super cultured, you have like Lacoste, Ed Hardy, and Polo, uh, Ralph Lauren. You know, it was crazy. I remember at the time like feeling like that would make the difference, you know what I mean? I would I would be the guy. Um in having, you know, a friend of mine, well, my best friend at the time, Morgan, uh, he would he he like I remember like we were both like kinda like quiet kids. Like he was never quiet, he was always social. But like he wasn't like a like 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 uh, a lister, you know, in terms of the school population. You know, he was kinda like a C or a D lister. Then I remember in seventh grade you know his father started to really dress him up like he started to get the brands he used to rock polo every day like his father and his grandmother used to make sure he was hooked up and you know air force ones and you know like skinny jeans like he was the guy and then so seventh grade he started to creep a little bit a little bit eighth grade like he was full on popular like, he exploded he never looked back like he, he, t- he almost to a point was not rocking with me because it was like he was just too hot like he was on top and I was I was over there admiring him like bro like you really doing it you stunting I don't care uh do your thing um and so that put in my head at an early age like man like dang like if you get the dressing like people gonna start folding for you like people are gonna feel you people would not want to be around you people want to think that you're the man and so I remember coming into seventh grade and eighth grade I started to get on a little bit too You know, I started to you know direct my parents a little more, even though was such a cringy experience because I didn't have that relationship with my parents um, in the ways in which I wanted to dress and wanted to shop. Like I started suggesting things of my own, and I remember that year and coming into eighth grade year, I started to get like little little pieces of Hollister and little pieces of, um, you know, I remember four nine eight was big at the time. Uh, My brother got four nine eight, which was a New Balance shoe. I started to get Hollister air possible American Eagle jeans like I started to feel like the man low-key um but for whatever reason I don't know I just didn't feel the effects of it that year like I was still the quiet kid that no one wanted to be around every now and again someone would come through the hall and be like oh I see you I see you like you know your thing but it was nothing big nothing major long story short I got to high school and the entire style switch off the bat you know um in high school I don't know if y'all remember but that was really when the wave of people dressing like they were brits kind of popped off dressing like they was european in general you know skinny jeans but they had like boots and like button-ups and like you know uh, just like you know like a like a like a high class like a upper class type of style um i went to all white high school and so you know the style immediately for me to switch it threw me off the ball a little bit because i came in with like a more ghetto style and people were like man like what is this dude wearing like i look straight up bummy to the point where people were literally like roast me um because then, you know, the style switched, you know, they were wearing different styles, and if you were, like, you know, from, like, uh, the bay, like, Chesapeake Bay, like, you know, um, if you, like, had, like, a boathouse or something, like, people wear, like, boat shoes, the Sperrys, the khakis, then, a, then, like, a, like, a simple polo on top, and that was the fresh style in high school, and boy, I, I don't remember the first time I got my pair, like, a pair of khakis, you know what I mean, I had a pair of khakis, but I still mix it up with my own style, with things like the rookies, uh, I had the safari griffies, um, But i started to like throw like on graphic tees and and um 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 cardigans and things like that just to mix up the style in my own way and i remember like you know i i'm not gonna lie like it started to work like a little bit like people started to notice like my style and like it was it was kind of like a synergy like an upward spiral um you know uh not only people started to notice my style but people started to notice my my like notice me and it started to boost my confidence and I started to feel better, and I did start to make more friends. I started to make a tiny little social splash, but it wasn't like the other kids. It wasn't like who, who, how I thought, and it wasn't consistent. There would be a lot of days I'd be fresh, and because I was feeling bummy, no one would care about me at all, because I was feeling lower, lower in energy, because I was feeling less confident for whatever reason, I felt hollow, it wouldn't work at all. And still, I could get as fresh as I want, but I wasn't A-Lister, I wasn't a B-Lister, I wasn't even a C-Lister, you know, um, now people knew me in high school, and I was friends with a lot of people, but, uh... You know, I wasn't I wasn't relevant as you would say. You know, um, and so in the pickup community that's actually something they call peacocking. Uh, what they would do is they would in, in, in early two thousand they would go in a club and they were the most ridiculous thing just to get attention. Um, and the guys they would go out in the field and they would they would split test, you know, they would that's that's what they would call it. Split test is when you test like a scientist, you test uh, the result of one action versus another. So people would peacock and they won't be would peacock and they won't. And uh, I wanna to get to the results of you know, um, their studies uh, soon, but uh, essentially, throughout my life, you know, my life was an experiment in, in peacocking. I was I literally just by default, pe- you know, pe- uh, split tested because some areas I was poor and some areas I had it. Some areas I, some areas I had it, but it got old, and so I had to, you know, I stopped wearing it. You know, I like throughout my life, like throughout everybody's life, uh, there's always been this ideology that I could I could kind of wear my confidence. I could kind of wear my results. I could kind of wear a chain, or I could I could dress up. I could sauce up any type of way. Um, and, 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 and get something out of the, you know, get something out of uh, the relation, get something out of the environment, get some type of result for myself. That's, that's how I thought it worked for a long time. Um, I graduated high school and for the next few years, like, I was kind of solo. I was kind of alone, uh, you know, on my own. And to, so I wasn't really thinking about dressing much at all. And I got to LA, and I got into business big. And business big, they talk in business. They talk about really conserving energy and directing your thoughts and things like that. And so I really stopped dressing at all. Like I, I wear kind of the same thing every day, single day. Um, uh, especially because it was during the pandemic, and so I wasn't really going outside. I would kind of wear the same thing every single day. Um, and if you're still listening along, like this episode, really, I want to emphasize for people who think like I got to dress, like I got a, I got a sauce as what, well, but I'm boring. I don't have style. Um, I don't have money. I don't have car. I don't have anything to leave within the conversation I'm telling you what the split test results say so that you can find some foundation yourself without these things I'm kind of giving it away and it already But to make a long story short, you know uh, Eventually, you know, I jumped back into society after pandemic and I get a job at a casino um, And I so saw I'm working at the casino and because I've been so far removed from society I don't know what the style is. I don't know what the current trend is and like um, you know I, I, I essentially go to the casino. I'm, I'm broke at this time. I'm living in LA um, I'm describing my life right now, by the way. I'm broke, I'm living in LA paying two thousand in rent, and I just need this job. And so I buy a black, black, uh, cat you know, back black, black um, chinos, uh, a black dress shirt, and you know, just some regular black shoes, just something that's not fancy at all. Like my style was actually quite bummy. Um, I've been criticized at my job for having a plain style, or um, you know, just not having a variety in terms of color. And people would ask me like, "Why do you wear black every day?" Like and I'm like I'm like legitimately telling him front like I'm poor man I can't afford no other colors um, and so I get to the casino and a lot of my life at the casino man I, I hated being there at first you know it was just like such an experience where you know um, I, I just wanted to live my dreams you know what I mean I think a lot of people in the podcast can relate to this we're abstract thinkers and so we want to do big things. We want to be communicators and touch people and, uh, and and get the results from that. See the impacts of our work. See that we're doing something significant. And feel the love and the praise and admiration as we should feel from that. And so that was on my mind the entire time. And so I would go to work and every day would just be a complete bleak day. And all that, when I first started working there, I'm like, I didn't really talk to anybody. Like, I didn't really have friends. Like, I didn't really, I wasn't, like, I didn't, like, no one really cared about me. And I didn't care about anybody. And so that was the vibe but you know as you get to you know accustomed to an environment your brain kind of starts to fixate in a way like okay well if I'm going to be in this environment I might as well be social in this environment I might as well be somebody to this environment I might as well have some type of impact on this environment if I'm going to do it if you work a job at this point in time you're probably starting to think the same thing like I hate everybody here but like I wish at least we could make friends so that you probably don't care but it's probably a healthier mindset I should probably make friends so that the time that we spend here is a little bit easier you know, I should probably fall in love so the time that I'm here is actually blissful. You know, it's just like your brain starts to be more tactical, and more selective with the choices it makes. If it's going to be confined to an area, it tries to flip it and make the best out of it. So my brain started to think, like, you know, uh, maybe I should sauce up. You know what I mean? Maybe I should change my style up. Like, I want to do something so that the time that here is, it flows by a little easier. It's just, it's a little better for me. Um, but I didn't have any money. And so I just go back to my roots. You know, I've been at this point in time learning social skills for ten years, and so I just started, to try to kind of use the environment, kind of like a social experiment, and from my own experience, like okay, how how can I how can I go from a C D lister to a C lister to a B lister to a A lister in this environment? This is kind of the way I'm thinking. Um, I don't have any money for clothes. You know, I'm, I'm complete bummy. But I remember in the past that really didn't move the needle for me. So let's see what worked. You know, in the casino, like people are. You know, the players. The dealers, like, they, they have money. You know, I think the average dealer makes, you know, between 60 and 100K per year, easy money. Um, and the floor men make much more. And so everybody has on, like, the Louis Vuitton belts. You know, everyone, damn near everyone, has on a Rolex. Um, you know, uh, everyone has on, like, you know, nice, fancy clothes. Everyone has just dress- Everyone lives in California. A lot of my coworkers probably don't pay rent. They probably live with their parents because their parents are on this side. And so they have the freshest outfits. I'm like, man, like, a lot of these guys man they look good man it's kind of stiff competition but anyways i you know you have to make the best out of what it is you have and so you know just riding on social skills i go in and kind of sauce it up um and you know that worked and had its own limited results you know um because of who i was and it came to the point in time where you know obviously i had the dream that i had i talked about it in this podcast to talk about it in the last few episodes and I expelled, I went through a process, uh, you can learn about this at for Called you know I, I employed the 7 Habits and 7 Steps I talk about, um, and the 7 Steps as in, or 7 Habits, as in like the number 7, okay? When the ad pops up, that's when it's going to pop up, but the, the, that 7 Habits are coming soon, it'll blow your mind. And expelled a lot of the trauma inside of me, and you know, instead of trying to just make the best out of a situation, Uh, Or pull energy from an environment to make the best out of a situation. To start to enjoy my life, you know, I exploit, expelled a lot of trauma in my life. I jumped levels of energy. Um, If you haven't heard me talk about this listen to the prior episodes it'll give you some context or read the book levels of energy by frederick doxson yes i'm requiring you to use your mind on this podcast use your resources and actually begin to learn you can actually look up the the scale of energy just a brief description of it what it essentially is is a scale of human emotions it's a scale of the habitual energy that you embody and every level of energy is distinct every level of energy has a specific set of habits that come with it um but a lot of us being a young avoidant man we're, we're introverted because that's the level of energy we embody we're meek, we're timid because that's the level of energy we own. We've been so damaged and bogged down by trauma. Our energy levels fall but somewhere between shame, guilt, um, and pride at the highest. Pride and anger, really at the highest, maybe even boredom some days. Um and so we have very low levels of energy because we're holding on a, lot of, a lot of pockets of shame, guilt, and apathy. A lot of bad things happen to us and it's holding us back from being ourselves. So essentially, May of last year, a lot of that bad energy was expunged, and my levels of energy shot up. Um and I think, you know, my social standing because of it shot up. You know, I became a completely different person. Like well, like how I was experiencing the phenomenon in the in the early years where I would dress some days and I feel confident. Um, and I would dress some days I didn't feel confident. And the days I felt confident, everything kind of just worked out, everything kind of clicked, and my social standing was boosted. Um, looking back on it from the experiences I was having in those moments, I realized like dang like You know, a lot of my social skills, a lot of the reception from the environment, whether people love me or hate me, was probably coming because when I dressed up, when you dress up, you do get a state boost. But it's, you know, it's like a a confounding factor, a confounding variable. You think this thing is what's doing it. Like when you get a haircut, you feel fresh, you feel good. And you think it's the haircut that's doing it. But really, it's it's a state change. It's a level of energy change. And... So looking back on the split test, like in the moments where, like last year, where I started to really glow up and just enjoy my life, um, and, and, and so people started to be friends with me and love me, therefore, um, it kind of confirmed to me the fact that, you know, because I, I still wear all black and really. I don't really change my style too much. I'm going to get into how much I change my style and how, you know the variables of that in just a bit. But um, you know, it's just like 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 the pickup coaches they found through the split studies that they're doing like peacocking really doesn't matter what matters the greatest variable in social skills really is your level of energy people go from low levels of energy to high level of high level energy. that's their entire goal in life everybody and if you're a place of high level energy people will flock to you you know and so i started to really go through levels of energy by releasing some of my trauma i know it's kind of like i said it's kind of like a far out there episode a more extract episode more off the cover episode but i hope you enjoy it um, if not, you know, I got the seven habits that you could just follow. The www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits. I'm going to try to get that page up for y'all today. When you start hearing the ads on the podcast, that means the page is up definitively. Um, and it's seven, like the number seven, seven habits. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and I started to sing, I started to smile, I started to dance, I started to enjoy my life every day. And people started to gravitate towards that energy. Um, so, uh, yeah, essentially what I realized is. You know, the clothing that you wear doesn't matter because there are people at the table, and I'll be talking to the dealer, you know, running right my mouth, um, you know, whether it be a male or a woman, and, and the dealer will be, they'll be fond of me. And there'll be people at the table with a rack of 10 case in front. Of and there'll be people at the table with like diamond jewelry and a Rolex watch or a diamond chain, and they dripped out in Louis Vuitton or Gucci. And you know what? They won't get nearly half the attention as I would. And that might sound cocky or arrogant to say. You know what I mean? And it might even say, furthermore, cocky and gets to say because my co actually listen to this podcast. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still talking my shit um, because it's the truth. Um, and, and it really just just shows. I was on the phone with my homie Vernon the other day and we kind of talked about this experience because he's experienced something similar in his own life. We were both casino uh, bankers, um, except he was he was my coworker for a period, but he moved up north. And obviously Vernon, he doesn't have money. He's a, he's a casino banker. He obviously has money, but he's not a rich person. Um, he gets paid the same amount that I got paid, and uh, a lot of the times at the casino, he would laugh because, like, you know, he was single at the time. A lot of the dealers would want his attention and pine for him and things like that. If people would sit at the table and they would try to like dress up the part, they would they would have all this jewelry and stuff and have all this money in front of them. They would literally sit with my yearly salary in front of them, right there, and play with the yearly salary, which is thirty k. um People would do that all the time, and the dealers or the people that they wanted the attention from, they literally would not care at all. They would still be after Vernon. And we would talk and laugh on the phone a lot. There you was know, some of the phone calls we have, we have like weekly phone calls about, you know, uh, you know the human body, the human brain has evolved in such a way where it recognizes the hollowness of someone, it recognizes the hollowness of somebody's experience, it recognizes when you're just putting on a front, because the human brain is evolved around body language, signals, uh, signals of of wealth, affluence, and strength that come from the body, not physical representations, and so when you have physical representations but you lack the body language, the peacocking in essence doesn't work, That's that's, that's what the founding of our studies have been throughout life, that's what, that's what, that's what that's what the foundings of the pickup pick artists, you know, do their experimentation with peacocking actually resulted in, um, legitimately, uh, what you wear, I realize, I've come to realize, way you dress, the way you do your hair, it really doesn't matter as long as your energy is, is powerful, you know, um, and people you know you can see it's like it's like you know there's so many confounding variables like people make good alcohol for example um in alcohol people use it to have a temporary boost in state even though I think it harms your state it feels to them a temporary boost in state because maybe they're so down low in the states that they're experiencing look at the level of energy the scale of energy it just make more sense uh when I talk to you like if you're an apathy or you're depressed you drink a lot so you can feel normal so you get high life, so you can feel a state of normalcy but if you're at a high state you're in a great state drinking and things may lower your state so you know it's all relative based on your perception and so people might make good tasting alcohol and people drink alcohol uh, and and buy alcohol brands uh, for a state boost Um, but the alcohol companies if you make good tasting alcohol you might think oh people buy alcohol because it tastes good but then you look at other companies like people who make beer and a lot of drinkers of beer they hate the taste of beer ironically enough but they still drink the beer You know so you dressing well uh, and thinking that you get the results that you get because you dress well is the equivalent of a a alcohol company thinking they get the results that they get because they taste good it's all about states it's all about levels of energy people go from high low levels of energy to higher levels of energy as a as a principle of life and there really is nothing else to say about that Uh, it's not about the taste. it's not about the flavor it's not about the appeal so if you feel like you're boring if you feel like you don't dress good um i do want to say It it, it really doesn't matter, but uh, it it has nothing to do with it at all. And you shouldn't really prioritize dressing. And that's not really the gist of this episode because that's something that's that's like me beating a dead horse that people say all the time. What I wanted to say in this episode more clearly is that, funny enough, you know, focusing on, you know, this is why I pick up artists and the people I look to, Owen Cook, social coaches, and things like that, really prioritize jumping your levels of energy. Because ironically, You know, I remember there was a time in my life where I didn't have time to make a podcast every day. I didn't have the mental capacity to make a podcast every day. Um, I didn't have, you know, the mental capacity to decide on outfits and dress or run my relationship or, or eat different foods and explore different meal plans every day. But ironically enough, you know, people lead with dressing. And so they lack the substance under the surface to get the results that they want. But if you look at it the other way around, if you raise your level of energy, this is what happened to me. Ironically, I had a jump into the energy levels that I was experiencing. And as a result of that, you know, uh, my palette in terms of everywhere in my life changed. Like, I would literally, I lived in LA for three years. I didn't experience LA till really last year. It's the craziest thing in the world. If you jump, like, a jump in level of energy signifies, like, we live all in the same world, but on different and distinct levels of energy. So, our perception, our experiences of the world are completely different. You literally come into an artistic expansion of yourself by jumping in your levels of levels of energy. And so what I experienced was I started to go and live live my life uh, through this new lens, through this level of energy. And I started to experience and it started to hit a different way. Whereas before I kind of felt like in ways many people would listen probably so there was not a lot of depth to me. There was a lot of there's not a lot of artistic or 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 anything that was fun or creative you know, with me, you know, I've always been an artist, I've always been creative, but, you know, you kind of feel dull, and kind of feel like an outcast, and like you're not interested, when held in the public eye, but, I started last year just to, I don't know, like, life just started to hit different, because of the raising energy, uh, you can raise your energy through the seven habits, so, www.socialskillsfordummies.com, slash, seven habits, read the book, Levels of Energy, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, but essentially, if you're in a place of depression, if you're in a place of fear, if you're in a place of apathy, if you're in a place of shame, if you're in a place of guilt those are low levels of energy a higher level of energy is a place like boredom you know, a place like pride even anger is higher than fear or depression so it's it's basically the habitual state of your emotions you know, happiness, joy, love you feel the rush of love in your body it's not just an emotion, it's an energy level um, kinda hard to explain, but that's just, just a layman's turn read the book Levels of Energy if you haven't it. it's a, like hella pages, but it is such a worthy read um, or or just look up the, the the synopsis or premise of the book just use your like use your brain like literally like use your brain and try to figure out what i'm talking about a little more because it'll change your life i'm telling you but i started to look and really experience la for the first time and the more you look at it the re- more you realize like people are operating completely on a different level than what you could even fathom if you're in a lower place of level of energy i started to look at like things like the hedging i think that's what you call it the hedging like the bushes outside of home and how they were cut uh, the lights that you would place beneath and the color schemes of the guardrails that, that silo that 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 um that garden that they made right there I started to look at things like the designs of buildings you know the paint on the classroom the designs of billboards all the colors and the things that power on the city you start to realize like this city is a really complex lattice work of things like it is it is a ex- extreme explosion of artistic truth um and it kind of like it kind of like you kind of uh, because of where you are in life, because level of level energy, you start to notice more details in life. you start to receive uh, more inspiration in yourself because of it. Um, I started to take in better, like the foods that I would eat every day. I, I just had a routine of eating like, you know, crappy fast foods. But when I levels of energy jump, like the foods that I started to eat, like I've, I've been on a diet for probably 90 days now. Or 70, 70 if I'm being honest. Um, I'm eating around, like around 1,500 calories a day. Um, But the foods that I'm eating uh, I started I, I went through so many different diet plans You know whether it be a sweet potato quinoa diet whether it be keto whether it be just intermittent fasting. I went through many different iterations of diet plans that I couldn't even perceive I wouldn't even think of these before I wouldn't even implement or do them before um I'm starting to you know I started to think of food less as entertainment like pops of entertainment pops of dopamine that I could get from Just cheap routine fast food and started to think of the experience and the depth of each food that I eat You know essentially what i'm explaining to you like the expansion and growth of 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 my energy led to expansion and growth of my mentality and my spirit and therefore my palette and my creativity and my artistic approach to life and so i i instead of trying to be someone to get a result from dressing different i changed the energy that i was on almost serendipitously to be honest and my appreciation for life as well as like like the clothing I wear is starting to alternate. Starting to be, I, I started to cut my hair and retwist my hair in different styles and different patterns. Starting to piss my ear. Suddenly, I have this act like this well of energy that I can actually use, um, and this this you know, this desire to say different things on the podcast. This desire to eat different things. This desire to go out different places because I have a greater appreciation for it. My style, the way that I dress, the way that I feel, um, it just exploded. Like I'm starting to wear and put together and piece together clothes or articles that articles of clothing that I would have never thought of before. Um, my style my fashion is is, as you know still pretty linear because I don't need it but when I go out like the way that I dress is like I'm in a movie to be honest like I'm putting together and and saucing up and having pieces that I wouldn't have thought of before And I think a part of it is like, you're not looking at clothing through the lens of what can I get out of it, what can I do for people, like, it's not an exhausting experience because you're not trying to use, like coming from a place of lack, like trying to use clothing to gain energy, you have energy, and you look at clothing as an artistic expression, so your style and your fashion goes through the roof, I mean it's this question of whether it's the chicken or the egg, okay, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Um, is it the fashion comes first and then the results come? Or is it the results come and then everything else comes? Your appreciation, your joy, your fashion, everything else explodes in my experience by first fixing the level of energy that you embody. And so if you want to fix the level of energy in your body, slash seven habits. You can download the free PDF that teaches you the seven habits, it's the number seven, seven habits to explode, uh, you know, to, to first off increase your level of energy, then explode every area of your life. Um, man, even things like, 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 you notice, like, if you want to travel, for example, it feels almost like there's a barrier on traveling. I'll probably be going to Paris in March for the first time. Um, you know, every, 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 everything that you think makes you lovable, makes you interesting, makes you enjoyable, it comes after first finding that energy in yourself. First finding that abundance in yourself is like weight loss. You have to love and accept yourself to give yourself the energy and the capacity to lose that weight to give yourself the energy and the capacity to make these podcasts to give yourself the energy and capacity to actually fashion and dress yourself up in a way that you actually can appreciate that actually doesn't drain you that's actually consistent that um I'm essentially saying all the additives come after the increase in energy after fixing who you are after moving to a place where you can actually where you actually love people Um, And you want to give and add to an environment versus Peacock and try to take from it. And that was a discovery that we made. That was the experience that we did. And so I wanted to bring to you, you don't wear clothes to impress or to get girls or or to draw attention. You know, you become the guy first. You become someone that cares and wants to add to an environment who is of a high level of energy. Um, And then all of that kind of comes with it. You know, it's like the person who wants to get girls so that he can feel confident, so he can feel happy, so he can feel joyous in his life. That ch- the egg doesn't come before the chicken. You, or, or whatever, I don't know, you get what I'm saying. You have to fix everything in yourself first and everything in life just comes easily. The person who builds the business to save himself from desperation, save himself from poverty, to save himself from fear, to save himself from feeling less. That was me. Five years, it never worked. It'll probably work this year. Because I, I, I just want to add to the environment. I'm not trying to use business to save myself, to feel better. I feel perfectly fine. If it never works out, it's perfectly fine. It doesn't bother me, like not even in the slightest. And coming from that place, everything kind of just lines up. So come from that place. Um, thank you for listening. wwwsocialskillsfordummiescom slash 7, the number 7. Habits. I'll try to have it up for you today. It'll be a free PDF downloaded to teach you the seven habits that you can use to explode your level of energy and explode your social skills by removing the blocks from keeping you from being, you know, that's keeping you from being that person that you actually are in the first place. So, thank you for listening. This Dallas is Social Skills for Dummies. I hope to see you next time. Go listen to the past, past episodes. Also, please, rate, review, and share this podcast. I want as many people to hear this podcast as possible. The way you feel right now, um if you're excited if you feel like you're progressing if you feel like you're learning other people deserve to feel that too we can actually change the world if we work together and get this done so rate review subscribe share this podcast with somebody you know or love please help them help them change their lives you're doing your part um and i'm going to continue to do my part thank you so much for listening peace out